Welcome to the Special Education Inner Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Witcher, and today we're going to dig into one of my favorite books because we need to think differently about special education. And that means not limiting our knowledge to books that are in the special education genre. We need to look outside to people who are reaching goals and really breaking boundaries. So today I'm gonna to share with you some teaching points from Measure What Matters from John Doerr. So I will make sure to have the link here for you. Now, this is a book that business people read. This is a book about Google and the Gates Foundation and all of these big businesses that set things that are called OKRs, and that's objectives and key results. Now, if you think about the IEP process, it's exactly what we set. We set annual goals with some objectives to make sure we get where we want to go when it comes to a child's education. So in the business world, in this book, they're calling them OKRs. In our world, we call them IEP goals. So here's something that's super important for us to think about when it comes to setting goals, reaching goals and measuring what matters. Because the bottom line is that sometimes we have to focus on less to achieve more. Some IEPs, maybe it's your child or it's your students or it's an IEP document that you've seen before, they have too many IEP goals and there's no way that a child's going to make significant progress on any goals if we are tracking or trying to track too many things at once. So our first step is to make sure that when we're going to measure what matters in a child's education and we're truly going to prepare them for further education, employment, independent living by meeting their unique needs. Again, I mention that all the time, that's in the purpose and findings of ideal law I'm not a lawyer, I'm just telling you where to look in the law that tells us what we need to put in the IEPs and why we have an IEP, and that's for that preparation of the future. And to do that, we really have to focus and commit to our priorities. We really have to get it together as a team and decide what are the priorities in the next three, six, or 12 months. Now, I know we set annual goals, but sometimes that's just too far out. Sometimes we really need to focus on what's gonna happen in the next 90 days to get us out of a slump of not making progress. Sometimes when we really break it down into smaller increments, we can see bigger results. This also means that we have to, and this is straight from the book, and I love this, don't allow perfect to be the enemy of good. Now, that doesn't mean that I want you to settle when it comes to an IEP and helping a child reach their potential, and we don't want to give up too soon, but we also don't need to limit a child from moving on to their next skill because we're waiting for something to be perfect. We're human. We're not going to be perfect consistently, if ever. So we really need to make sure that we determine what is good enough to move on to the next skill without settling, without giving up, without, you know, kind of lowering the standards. So we're still going to be shooting for the stars 
But again, we're going to focus, we're going to make sure we don't have too many IEP goals, and we're gonna make sure that we're not stopping a child from moving forward because we're letting perfection get in the way. The next thing that we have to do is make sure that we are aligning and connecting for teamwork. This means that we don't wait till an IEP meeting to figure out that things aren't working. You need to have a plan. If you're truly going to measure what matters in a child's education, that means that you are looking at the data collectively as a team more often than annually. Now, this doesn't mean that you all have to sit around at an IEP meeting for two hours and go over data. In fact, if you start to review data on a regular basis, that could be a work portfolio, that could be a task list, that could be a, a rubric that's talking about what's expected from a child on certain assignments. But if you're actually reviewing the data, not just taking the data, you're reviewing the data on a regular basis, you're going to be able to ensure that a child makes more progress than ever before because you're not waiting 12 months to figure it all out, that you're connecting as a team, that you're talking about it. Teachers, you're doing a lot of work collecting all that data. Don't just stuff it in the drawer or file it away in that Google folder. Share it, talk about it, adjust what you're doing if necessary. See, we have to track for accountability. That's the next point here with measure what matters. We have to track for accountability. So if we are figuring out what our priorities are and then we're connecting as a team to really determine if things are working, we have to track our accountability in moving a child forward. Are we all doing our part in making sure that the data is being taken that it's being shared, that we have all the information that we need to ensure that the child's getting an appropriate education. See, there's nothing more concerning than feeling at the end of a school year that emptiness of what did this child accomplish? And parents, you're not the only ones who feel that. Sometimes teachers feel that way too. So again, if we're going to measure what matters and help a child move forward, we have to be accountable to each other, and that means not waiting for crisis to all talk about it. In fact, you can prevent most situations that feel like fires that you have to put out if you're communicating on a regular basis and you're focused on the priorities, that you don't let other things throughout the day or throughout the month or throughout that quarter of the school year really cloud what you're supposed to be focusing on for a child to make progress. Now, here's the next step in this book from this author. And I love this one because it's something that we don't think about a whole lot in special education. But when I'm working with my master IEP coaches, um, and for those of you that don't know, you can hop on over to masteriepcoach.com. You can find out about the Master IEP Coach program. That's for parents, teachers, admins, therapists. If you sit at an IEP table, you are welcome into the program at masteriepcoach.com. And that's where we take things to the next level. That's where we take things from just being ordinary to extraordinary. That's where we take things, as this author puts it, we stretch for amazing.
See, if you really complicate the IEP and you put too many things inside of it, you don't have time in the school day or school year to find the awesome. You don't have time to find those amazing moments that you couldn't think of at the IEP table. And we had to watch the child develop. We had to support them and have space in their day so they could be amazing. And you can set stretch goals without them having to be specifically written into the IEP. All right. So here's the thing. Every IEP goal inside of that document has to be worked on on a consistent basis. You have to take the data, share the data, and you have to make meaningful progress and all of the IEP rules, right, that go with that. That doesn't mean that as a team, you can't talk about or reach for something beyond of what's in the IEP. The IEP is just the minimum of what needs to be provided. It's the foundation. You can still work together as a team outside of that IEP document on some pretty amazing things. You can work towards things that often can't be measured by numbers. You can work towards friendship and communication and relationships and inclusion experiences at a whole new level. So if you're measuring what matters in the core foundational IEP goals and you're focused, you're prioritized, you're connected, you're aligned, you're really working as a team, you're holding each other accountable, that sounds like a lot, but when you streamline it, it actually leaves space for some pretty amazing things to happen. So I want to make sure that you know that you are not limited to work on only what's in the IEP. And if you streamline it to really start focusing on what matters most to prepare a child for further education, employment, and independent living, you're actually going to free up time in a child's school day for them to develop into who they are. It's gonna leave room for new friendships, new interests, new experiences, and it's going to bring the joy back into learning. So thank you for being here today on the Special Education Inner Circle Podcast. Remember, you can find me at masteriepcoach.com and come join me in the next Master IEP Coach Mentorship where you can learn all of these strategies and so much more with like-minded parents, teachers, admins, and therapists who are on this journey to make IEPs amazing. All right, guys, I'll talk to you soon.